welcome to the podcast. Holy moly. <laughs> the concerto's wow. wearing off. Apparently, <clears throat> that turns me into somebody different. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the reason why most things go bad in my life is because of my ADHD. So that's... Oh, there it is. There it is. Well, okay. Really influences the way I handle things. Well, I've been doing some assessing, though. Yeah. And I, most people with ADHD appear to be quite brilliant. That's true. I know. No, it's called the no, superpower. No, yeah. notice she said appear. No, no, we are. Well, no, well I don't. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. it's not our fault you normies can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just can't afford the meds. Oh, man. $141 yeah. every time. Jeez. Oh, let me tell you. Wow. You know what? Thank God for benefits. Yeah, I was just going to say, I had my first ever job with benefits. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's it's always been like a health spending situation, right? Where it doesn't benefit the whole family. But uh, now it benefits the whole family, which is great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Benefits. Benefits. Only cost me 30 bucks a month after the old uh, dispensary fees at Walmart. Dispensary fees? <laughs> There's dispensary fees at the pharmacies. They're different depending on the pharmacy that you go to. Don't you know? Do you go to Fire and Flower? Flower and Fire? <laughs> the cannabis store? That's the dispensary. Do, well, do you know what? One time Ben and I were, I don't know, I was taking him for a tour around my brother-in-law, Ben. He was visiting from Ontario for the listeners. And he's like, oh, cool, people. Prairie Records. Let's go in there. I want to see if they have some old Bob Dylans. And I was like, yeah, sure. Never heard of it before. We walk in, and the girl's like, you know this is a cannabis store, right? <laughs> Where's all the no Dylan? No idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. What, so. I'm, what I'm confused mm. about mm-hmm. yeah. is you both take Concerta, mm-hmm. yeah. but you both pay different amounts every month. Uh, well, so... Mine's a complicated story. I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. But my benefits care for it, so it's zero, actually. But Oh, I remember your story now. Yeah. That guy with that guy with that guy that pays that guy, then that guy that gets proof, that guy, the praise, and then and then the next thing you know, it's that in your guy, bank. Yeah. I left a job one time, didn't have benefits, got other benefits. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah, it's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. 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 Well. Well, here we are. Here, here we, we are. are. Um, Almost into March. Oh. Huh, can you believe it? We made it, folks. Mm-hmm. We're there. The well, if two... we were in Ontario or BC, we'd be saying we're there, but we're not there. Would we be saying that? Yeah. For what? Because when March hits in Ontario, no, you're spring. Yeah, yeah. It's legit, like in like a lion out like a lamb. You're you're the worst is over. You know good things are coming. BC, if you're on the island right now, there's already blooms. Blooms. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think here, blossoms. no. It's like, th- technically, it's like three weeks, right? Till spring? Uh, yeah, when the 21st. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, so wow. but here, you could be getting snow in May. Is that true? Have we had snow in May? I think so. In a while? I, yeah. April for sure. Seven years? I don't know. I don't remember, but. I think there may have been some April um, showers that turned into snow. <laughs> I don't get excited until. July. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then even still, it's not even hot enough for me. Yeah. Why do we live here? I don't know. I like it. My, you know what? The humidity thing is a thing for me. It's dry. I don't have to worry about my hair. Right. I mean. Me either. <laughs> you either. Why do you have a cut on the top of your head? Oh. Well, um, I was readjusting Bennett's room. 
Oh. And I kind of stood up pretty quickly and re- forgot that there was a floating shelf above my oh, no. head. Yeah. He does and, that often with his with his bald head. Yeah. He gashes it on things. Yeah. I don't know if it matters that I'm bald because of it. I think it does because if there was hair, there'd be a little bit of a buffer no zone. No one would ever know. Yeah. Like if he hit well, his head fair. on that shelf, he wouldn't like, be getting a gash. Yeah. Look at right. that. Well, no, he Pompadour. might be getting a gash. No, I'd get a gash, but it would be hidden from my luscious flow. Hmm. Wow. I, it, mm, does it flow? It's, it's it kind of pompadoury. It just goes straight up. Okay. Is that pro- is okay. there a lot of product? Okay. okay. Yes. Well, a lot of uh, like, a lot of butter, buttercream, buttercream. <laughs> it's it's like a it's like shea a butter. Cream. It's like a shea shea butter. Oh, okay. I took you for a moose guy. I'm not gonna lie. No, no. I no, took no, you no. for a moose guy. I feel no, like was, back in the day you might have been a moose guy. I was moose. I was gel for a long time. Yeah. I wanted the Ross Geller so bad when I was in high school. Oh, the Ross Geller. Uh, junior high. Oh. And uh, I used to use a, a bottle of Dippity Doo. Dippity Doo. Oh, yeah. Every three days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but now you're Kramer. Now I'm Kramer. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> it could be if we, oh, you yeah. know, backed it you up a little bit. and fe- like yeah. Fit, yeah. Oh, man. I that'd be awesome. So y- you use a buttercream. Yeah, it's called, uh, it's like a shea butter cream, hairstyling cream. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So has some hold and firmness, yet luscious and luscious smells locks. nice? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's not what it's called, but yes. It's called Luscious Locks? No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Luscious. Okay, cool. Well, good for you. you got, your, your hair game has been on point the last couple of months. Um, I'm not going to oh. lie, your beard looks good. My hair game? Yeah, your whole hair game. Just the the, the I've facial. been getting the same haircut for the last six years. I know, but it just seems to be in the right spaces. Has this has your barber that you go to has that been a game changer? Because I know that oh. it's like certain people don't know how to cut curls. I've had the same barber for <clears throat> five or six years. Yeah. I don't go anywhere else. No. He he had to he went away for a little bit. I went into a small depression. Oh, that's fair. Because I was like, where where am I going to find a barber? And then I started trying other people. I felt like I was cheating. Yeah, you were mm. lost. It was yeah. not nice. And then finally he, he hit me on Instagram and said, hey, I'm back. <gasps> oh. With a booking link. And I said, oh. yes, so I'm nice. there. That's nice. You got a friend in me, man. Some things you just don't you don't want to find somebody no. new. I I followed my chiropractor. Yeah. When he switched practices, that he's makes sense. the quirkiest person ever, and I don't know. There's just something about him that I can't stay away from. Mike Kristoff, Life Mark Physio. Wow! Wow! Just <laughs> he, not a what? sponsor. He readjusted my jaw by giving me a downward blow to the jaw on the jawline, and it was amazing. Like he punched you? Yes. He said, because I was having issues and I was getting lots of clicking in the jaw and I have a night guard, which I wear. However, I said, it's bugging me and something with my hips. So anyways, he sits me down in this chair instead of the bed and he said, now this is going to seem, I don't know. It's going to seem odd, but it has to be done. He's like, I'm going to punch you from behind in a downward angle and it's going to realign your jaw. And I think he's like punking me, right? Oh no. He stands behind me and boom. And it didn't hurt. It just kind of... Soft hands. Yeah, soft hands. And I haven't had a clicking issue since. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, I believe What's his in name again? Mike Kristoff with a K. Mike Kristoff with a K. Yeah. Yes. Life mark. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Anyways. I'm going to have to take the can away from you, Josh. Yeah. Don't start... Oh, well, you're, you're slamming it. 
So I apologize. That's, the, that's my ADHD. I yeah, no, I guess. It. Well, it, it ruins my life. I feel like I'm going to have to do a lot of editing this week. No, we're good. Okay. Um, this is, we kind of riff and yeah. this have, is it. We have time to riff? You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somewhere? Okay, last time you were rushed. So. Oh, he's good. Okay. Um, so we're, um, we're back at it. Birch, this, oh, wait, hold on. Birch. Birch. Mm, okay, let's do it one more time. I don't know if I. <laughs> okay, here we, we got go. too excited. Birch. That was tight. Yeah, that was good. That was I like good. that. I don't. I don't know if I liked the whole solo act. You, you were like uh, Justin Timberlake <laughs> leaving uh, my ADHD there for I, a second. It He's ruins my life. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't like that. It, um, ru- it ruins everything. So we had Birch this week, and we talked about uh, Matthew eleven. Yes. 28 mm-hmm. and uh, I shall read it mm. so that we can all be on the same page can I play the keys while you yeah please uh, no take it don't, don't touch uh, okay. uh, come to me all who are weary <laughs> that's the limit carry- <laughs> that's the that's the flute sorry <laughs> <When's>, <laughs> or whatever that thing when's is the last Jack time- Jack okay. that piccolo guys we we went from worship music to Titanic to flute It's the to first thing that came to my mind. I'm sorry. All right. Okay, well, okay. okay you go ahead. Sorry. Right. Reading the Holy Scripture. Yes. Um, Matthew 11, 20, it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden I give to you is very light. Matthew eleven twenty eight. It's great. So, uh, Tegan, kind of walk us through what uh, you guys were talking about in your <coughs> devotional stuff and how it's kind of bled into this past Sunday at Birch. Well, we've been doing like a small group online Lent study, and it's kind of, it's put out by this author Kate Bowler. And she has a book called The Lives That We Actually Have. And it's like a hundred different meditations, you know, one for each day. And so she did a Lent study around some of these writings in her book. Anyways, so the premise of the book so far, the study has been just like getting rid of the hustle culture, um, just showing up as we are, stop having all these expectations for ourselves and just being and um, being okay with that. And recognizing that all of life is just, um, like, it's just very short. Mm. And so in the end, what actually matters and like putting those things into perspective and then, yeah, just the idea of resting and, um, yeah. and, And I think it's kind of really hit home because a lot of the girls in the group have been struggling with that, like what's your destiny? What's your purpose? Um, doing all the things, being good at, good at everything that you do, trying to like, you know, be successful in their own eyes and things like that. And so it's been just a nice, like, okay, it is okay to just go to work, come home, raise a couple kids. That's, that's good enough. Yeah. I think we, we, part of a few weeks ago with our Birch group was, was the discussion of like, what am I meant for? Mm-hmm. Right. And I've got to be meant for more than this. Like yeah. I can't just be, you know, like everybody thinks we've talked about this. Everybody thinks they're a David. Mm. Yeah. But 
there are a lot of us who in reality are the just a military spearman, a guy in the back tanning sheepskins, you know, someone's <laughs> someone's a cook in the back of this military army of David. Oh, yeah, oh, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're with me? You're with, with me? Yeah. Okay. The tanning the sheepskins. We're, I was like, where are yeah, you yeah. going no, no, no. with this? But see, like everybody thinks they're David. Everybody thinks they're the yeah. one fighting Goliath. And when they're not fighting off the Goliaths of the world, they feel like they're not accomplishing anything. They yeah. feel like, well, I'm I'm here and I'm here for something great and big and wonderful. Yeah. And I wonder if that's part of our like evangelical culture that's hurt uh, people roughly in the 45s and under mm-hmm. for a generation of people who were uh, world changers. Mm-hmm. Um, main you know, characters. The main we characters. Are, you know, you know yeah. we are we are the central point aside from Jesus in the gospel story. And so when we're not doing something big mm. and life is um, normal, and I think we had a sermon series about this a few years ago yep. about Jesus in the middle, like Jesus in the normal, yep. like just the in-betweens, right? And there may be big moments and there may be um, greatness every once in a while where we do something where we really feel we've had an impact and somebody's life has been changed through us or... Yep. Something's happened. And and those are those kind of recharging spiritual j- booster cables to yep. our spiritual lives. But in reality, a lot of a lot of our life is is kind of played out with the in-betweens. Mm-hmm. And so the discussion was, you know, like what am I here for? Like the yeah. daily grind, the the daily going to work, not having necessarily the opportunity to speak about Jesus or God's love and you know like and maybe even feeling guilty when you know we hear so often like you know you need to take every eyes to hear or eyes to see uh, ears to hear what the Lord and Spirit is doing it's like well do I have to take every moment that I'm alive and awake looking around for like a God moment and, and try to pounce on people and when we don't do it we feel you know unsuccessful or whatever so it's just an interesting thing then to come back around to this point where it's like Jesus is saying, here, take my yoke, mm-hmm. right? And in the Old Testament, this the yoke was this um, like wooden, almost cross type thing. It was uh, that went around oxen or horses or whatever around their necks. And they, w- they would pull and they would do all the work for farmers. And uh, I did a little more research after it and, and talks about how like, Jesus was using this more for even the idea that um, the Israelites were following the Mosaic law, mm-hmm. but then leaders and church leaders would come on and pile on oh, to yeah. that, add more, yeah. add more to the law that was more than just the Mosaic law. And it started to become overwhelming. It started mm-hmm. to become like, well, if I can't do the 197 things, why yeah. even try to the extent of... 613. Yeah. 613 and just keep adding these these things and jesus comes to break all these molds break all these things says no like i'm here to give you rest rest from your mind rest from trying to follow all these laws oh yeah rest from the daily grind of trying to figure out what am i here for how am i supposed to do this yeah you know like uh what did you call it the um the hustle right just you know yeah. I'm here to give you rest from your hustle. Right. Hustle. I yeah. I think it's interesting because Jesus throughout the gospels 
there are examples where he's like, nah, like you added that. Let's not do this. And I think a lot of people don't understand, like in the Old Testament, when Israel gets exiled because they've been so disobedient, they end up going to different countries. Like there's different empires and synagogues didn't exist before the exile. Like that's the interesting part was every Jew within Israel had to go to Jerusalem at some point during the year. When they're in exile, they can't. So what happens is they actually create these religious spaces, synagogues, where now all of these Jewish uh, folks are gathering together and they've had to like readjust the law. Because there's a lot of things in the original law where it's like you have to go to this place, you have to do this, you have to do this once a year, you got to do those things. They couldn't do it. So they readjust the way that the, the, the Torah or the, the law uh, of the Old Testament is written um, to make allowances for being out of that so they could still be okay with God, essentially. Then over the years, there were, there, you have the laws, and then there were books written by rabbis that added so many more layers to it. Like, yeah, okay, you can't do any work on, you know, uh, Friday into Saturday, can't do that. But what does work mean? So does that mean you can, you know, wasn't there something things? in the Bible that talked about like, or in the, some of those rules, it's like, you're not even allowed to throw a stone more than seven feet or whatever it, it, it was. And oh all, all of that, all of that happens, right? Like, so even now, like if you're a really religious, like Hasidic, Hasidic Jew, like depending on, the rabbi that you follow, it could be that you have to pre-cut, like pre-strip all of your toilet paper because actually, you know, tearing the paper is considered work. But what about the wiping? But it's, so this is, is the thing. Is that not a, like, a bidet. Bidet. bidet? This bidet. is the thing, right? Yeah. There's, all, there's all of these things that get layered onto it. And so <laughs> people now, it's not just enough to have the law. You have all the layers to the law because one rabbi said that you have to do 10, five, no, 10 3, right. 5 th things on top of it. So now people are walking around fighting about the 10, 5 things that they have to do on top of it because your rabbi said this. No, my rabbi said this. Like, no, actually, that's not considered right. Like, that's not good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pressure. The pressure. What's the point of living? So then when Jesus comes along and says, actually, my burden is light, like my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, he's going to like, no, like what I'm saying is love God, love people. Right. And I was, that's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> right. It, it comes down to uh, in modern times, it's love God, love people, but, and then we add oh, our yeah. layers upon layers. layers. Upon, I need to do this and this and this. I need to. I need to act this way. I need to read this much scripture. I need to pray this much. I need to, um, you know, whatever we well, choose, and we put all these expectations yeah. where the rabbi is just adding layers upon layers on 100%. our own life. The church does it. The people around us do like, it. Think, think about it now. Think about it even now, like the way you grew up, especially Matt. So, like, okay, you know, love God, love people. Jesus is great, but a few things to stay holy. So, yeah. if you show up at a movie theater, sinner, can't can't do that. Can't play pool. Can't play pool because the, the reason is because that's where sinners go, and you'll be tempted to right. play pool. Can't play cards. Can't play cards because I don't even know why that's a, um, a rule, but that's a rule. Gambling. 
You can't gamble. Because, no, no. Is that uh, oh, the cards gamble I, thing? I think because the, the cards represented something. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. But you can play Rook. That's Pentecostal poker. You can play Rook. You can yeah. play Rook. That's that's fine. Yeah. Phase um, 10. You can't, you know, do this. You can't do that. And then you just layer, layer on top of it. Like, yeah. you can go to the movie theater, but if you go to a movie that's not PG, that's more than PG-13, or PG, rather, mm. ugh. And then if, on top of it all, if there's the PG, but then there's maybe some swearing in it, that's, you can't do it. But if the swearing isn't the F word, then maybe that's okay. But if there's sex in it, forget it, because that's crazy. Now, if it's just like a really quick scene where they don't show anything, that's fine. You can kind of like look away, bounce your eyes. But then if like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's always something else it's and something else. the same thing, just in a different uh, exactly. generation, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, we do it and we do it. We've talked about this again, but we, you, we do it with... What you wear to church. Yes. What you listen to. Um, uh, there's so many things going through my so head right many. now that I can't, I, can't even, I can't even actually focus on one. So many. And, and so it's like Jesus. So the, we, we go back to this conversation of sometimes it, it comes across so easy in the Bible. Oh, yeah. Like certain things, there's no deep theological meaning. There's yeah. no, you know, you don't have to parse it. You don't have to go into the Greek or the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's right there. Yeah. And it's like, uh, my burden's light. Give me your problems. Cast all your cares upon me because I yeah. care for you. Yeah. Um, you know, pray and, and come to me with your prayers and your burdens. And I'm going to make this, uh, I'm going to make this easier for you. Yeah. But. but- but do you I think, don't want to. But do you think, though, like, the reason why people are so turned off is because the burden that people have, like, the burden, the yoke that you've put, we've put on people is not Jesus's? Yes. So you're like, hey. <laughs> Thanks, Tegan. <laughs> handle this stuff. But it's not really what Jesus is talking about. Well, I was talking about this with you a few weeks ago. And for me, it's always, as a, like, as a Christian, adult Christian in ministry, surrounded by all of the christian easy stuff the burden that's been placed on me has always been the like dream destiny burden which we talked oh. about earlier tonight but it's like the idea that you were made to do something great and god wants to do all these things for you but you have to believe with faith you have to really believe when you pray you have to do this 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 and this to make him do this and it's yeah. kind of like the like you have to behave and like mind your P's and Q's to get him to do what you want, but also kind of like a genie in a bottle type of thing. And that now in hindsight, because you think that that's like a more free charismatic way to live because it's not like just based on the scriptures or like services and the way that we do them. But in hindsight, now that I'm understanding the gospel a little more, that's actually more of a burden than just the fact that I can just believe and repent and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't really know how to explain it more than that, but it's just like, it's we make it so much more difficult on top of that where then it like yeah. goes back onto us. It's like, oh yeah, we believe, we pray the sinner's prayer, we become Christians, but then we're like, okay, so now I have to do. And it goes back to the works, and that's, it's all backwards. It's like, it's, yeah. 
it's because we can't help but wanting to be in control, right? Yeah. And so, yes, Jesus's salvation and grace is free. Yeah. It's but that's light, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's always a but. Wait, you know, we are people. Oh, yeah. Of big butts. We big, really like big butts. Big butts. And we can't help ourselves. Like, know. you know, when when you look at Israel, and if you're looking, reading the Bible now, mm-hmm. like years and years and years and years and years later, you look at them and you go, man, they're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, why would you do that? Like, God has proven <laughs> yeah. himself to you here, 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 here. And they still keep making... It's like people in the movies, right? Oh, we're going back to the movies. The people who are like, okay, there's a murderer in the house. And instead of running out the front door and leaving, what do they do? They run up the stairs, mm-hmm. right? And they go and lock themselves in a bedroom. And you're like, okay, cocaine bear. Um, you're you're going to get mauled. So like... like that. But you're sitting there going like, why, why wouldn't you just run out the front door? Yeah. Right? Like, it's bear going to chase you? Like, probably not. So, but like, it's so crazy. And, but then you look at your own life. Yeah. And I catch myself thinking, man, I've done that a million times. I'm going to say this. Maybe, maybe this is crazy. It's because we love the drama. Oh, we're a drama. Oh addicted like the older i get and the more i fall in love with jesus the more i'm like you know i just want peace <laughs> i i do like i cannot let me live in peace i cannot handle <laughs> all this drama like and for what like why do people want to stress themselves out over like and and that's where when i look at people in faith that are continually beating themselves to death over not being able to achieve certain things, or even like when we were growing up, the history maker thing, you have to do something big with your life. I'm going to be a history maker in this land. Um, She's a side... I'm going to run. That was the best part of the whole song. Just just an idea, okay? I'm I'm going off on a little side tangent here for a potential side hustle. Mm. History maker? No. Some sort of Christian version of TMZ. <laughs> that exists. It's <laughs> called, um, oh, she writes a blog. What's her name? Judy. Uh, it starts with a J, actually. Yeah. Julie Royce. Yeah, it was way off. Never heard of her. Never Julie Royce. Of her. Oh, That's what Mar- Mark, no, uh, Matthew Paul Turner used to do. Jesus needs new PR. No, no. And Ju- he... Julie Royce is like biblically sound. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, no, I don't, not. I don't need biblically sound. I need someone to just spit at me all the daily gossip. I saw a pastor. Um, <laughs> like, like this. Two megachurch pastor. Two megachurches rocked by allegations. They allowed pastor guilty of clergy sexual abuse. Abuse to reoffend. Oh, oh yeah, no. I like, have never heard of this site, and that's all oh, I'm going to do great. tonight. It's great. crazy Thanks, good. Like, we talked about this on Sunday. Former elder yeah. at John great. MacArthur's church confronts awful oh, yeah. patterns of endangering yeah. abuse victims. But I also mm-hmm. need, like, I saw <laughs> Joshua. No, no, I uh, saw Joshua Harris out at the Grove. Oh, I in see. I see. Wearing oh. Chinook. That's like the and time the, that we saw Rick Warren at Catalyst. Yeah, something like that. I need. <laughs> and he both. was saying I hi need, to everybody. He said hi to everybody. Remember the time that we saw Brian Houston? Yeah. yeah. Tag and tell us. Well, I could tell you right uh, now about him. You didn't need that discovery doc. Oh wow. Because I said hi, Brian, and I waved. 
And then he turned around and he like <laughs> scoffed uh, at me. Yeah, disgusting girl yeah. from America. Seriously. Yeah. And then like laughed at his little guy with him. I was like, he is his a certified was, loser. That was Phil Dooley. Yeah. Well, <laughs> was it Phil Dooley? I don't know. No, 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 who no, no. now has his no, job. Wasn't um, <laughs> sorry, Pastor That was Brian. his bodyguard. He wasn't no, little. No, no, he I know. I oh, meant just I was oh, okay. <laughs> he wasn't little, but <laughs> no, he, he had a bodyguard, yes. Yeah, no, well, I mean he's do you know what um, I'd love to do. No, uh, we went off it. on it's a petty. real it's big. Petty. Like, I can't, I can't. How did Saddleback Church get kicked out of the SBC? It's complicated. Well, they yeah, it's have not really. women pastors. Yeah. That's what they did. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying no, that's, it's, that's wrong. Not complicated. That's, 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 what, they that's did. what they did. Yeah. Two Ashbury students reflect on what the revival means for. Oh, Jen's was oh. it a revival? Bum, you bum, know what? Bum. As much okay. So you know, I the Pastor Rick thing, Rick Warren. I used to listen to his podcast every morning and there's something comforting about him because he makes me feel good because he says nice things and yeah. he still preaches, like he still oh, yeah. uses scripture. Okay, great. People have a big hate on for him in certain denominations. Oh, That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I can understand why there is some criticism because of the whole purpose-driven thing and that kick-started a lot of this stuff that we're talking about. And the like Bill Hybels, Rick Warren, comfort churches... You know, everybody has a purpose and a destiny and all the life application. And I think it has made us very narcissistic. And so now we believe that if we aren't doing those things, that we are failing. And that is the burden of it all. And it weighs on you. I have felt that up up until literally three months ago. I have lived under that burden my entire adult life. I literally don't care anymore. And it's been so nice. Well, see... Or you could be like me mm. and set the bar so low <laughs> that you know what? never hit it. And then it's like, well. As time goes on, though, just... you're looking better and better and better. Yeah. Because I, all I got the superstars eventually fall, babe. Well, Don't worry. Oh, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm the eighth man on an NBA bench. Uh, what is it? The sixth man? Sixth man. And I'm, I'm good. I'll eventually well, initially off the hop, you're unappealing because you say the things that are truthful. You're not afraid of conflict and you're sarcastic. Yeah. A little bit abrasive, but you just say it. You never have to really wonder what you're thinking or where you yeah. stand on an issue. People don't like that off the hop, but let in me, the end, it actually lasts longer than the beach. Yeah. Let me let me ask a question. Mm. Okay, we're getting in, into little nitty gritty personal life here. You know what? I kind of like it. If um, Do you think if I was all of those things, but not sarcastic... Would that serve me better? I don't uh, know. I because yeah, you probably. both you both know me, so probably. you know that the sarcasm is a way to kind of lighten it and have fun. But if I wasn't sarcastic and all the like abrasive and to the point and kind of say it as it is, or does that kind of take the edge off a little bit? It's only when you get angry about things then you get sarcastic and you get mean, and that's yeah. the issue yeah. because then the way that you deliver it back is in a very I don't want to say the word on the podcast, but I it's not it's not nice. I I think sometimes though insecure people don't know how to handle your sarcasm. Right. And so when you say something, somebody who didn't grow up like um secure in who they are or like getting made fun of as kids or whatever, um they wouldn't be able to handle what you say because they would be like, "Oh, I can't believe he said that about me. Well, and in the church world, especially. Uh, so that's the, why you're a church planter. Well, so so <laughs> the way I, the way I talk about church leaders is there's A leaders and C leaders. There are no B leaders in the church. 
you have a a leaders who could literally lead anywhere. Like they've chosen to be in the local church. That's what they've chosen because they love the Lord. They feel called, whatever it is, they feel like this is where they need to go. And they're great people. They have integrity. They do their things really well. And they're amazing. You're saying that like they could, they, they've chosen the local church as in being in ministry, but they could be doing they could, something at Vendasta they, they with you. They could be doing anything. Yes, because anywhere. they're, yes, okay. Wherever they're planted, they would just do really well. Okay, yeah. Then in the church world, you have sea leaders, people who grew up in church who literally could not make it anywhere, have devised the power structure of the local church because it's easy to gain power there if yeah. you're charismatic, if you have something to say, if you're, um, you know, if you're a, uh, a church. If you play the game. If, if you play the game, if you're optics. good at the politics and the optics and all that stuff, you can, you can make a whole life for yourself there. But you end up hurting people. And the crazy part about it is those people end up becoming the loudest voices versus the A players or the A leaders who at any sign of like a lack of integrity or difficulty uh, that's not good, that goes against why they're even there. They know full well they could go do it somewhere else. So they're like, you know what? I don't need this. Like I could go. So I'm going to leave and go do something else. Whereas these folks, the C leaders, they're stuck. So they keep getting deeper and deeper into this whole thing, and they end up hurting more and more people. There is no B mm. in the church world. There is no B. I'm going to write a book about it someday. Yeah. A and C. There is no B. There is no plan B in the church for. So, for, honey, for the C's are offended by you. Yeah. So <laughs> what then, he's um, <laughs> so when we get so when we get to yeah, well, I was gonna yeah, when we get to the types of leaders that are there, when you say something to somebody that's a little bit sarcastic or fun or whatever it is. It's kind of outside of the norm of the game or even just truthful or truthful. They don't know how to handle it because you've taken shots at their ego. They've been puffed up their whole lives to say, because they can preach or because they can sing a stupid song on a guitar or on a keyboard or something. Oh, look how great they are. And then somebody comes around and says, you're actually not that great. Like, this is what's true. And then all of a sudden people freak out. How dare he? He is arrogant. He, I cannot believe he would say that about me. You know, like, it's because they're caught up in the dream destiny. They're sea ca- leaders. <laughs> no one's ever told them the truth. People have been too nice to them. They've babied them their whole lives. Right. Okay, so let's oh. go ahead. I was going to say to you, though, today I said to you, or was it yesterday? I don't know. I was listening to Matt Chandler's message, and I said, oh, man, this is a guy who can say... S- not even sarcastic, but he says hard things and in a very like abrasive tone, aggressive tone, and people still like him. In fact, I like him more when he says it. Like there's just something about that type of person who can do those things that I have a lot of respect for. I'm like, what is it about them? Well, I I think people that are attracted to that um, are people like yourself, where you don't do, like where it would serve you better is if you wanted to play that game and be in a traditional church where Sister Barb uh, said something about the T-shirt that, you know, you never wore a T-shirt or you never did anything because you just had all the nice things to say all of the time. Very positive, very good, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, would it serve you well? Sure. It would ruin your life, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so Kay. let's tie this all together. Here. Okay. Tie it. Tie Bring it. it so... This isn't about me, but it's about the idea of... Of you. No. You're the case study. No. 
Oh, I don't nope. just love it's, the it's, idea. Of it's you. the I idea. Love you. It's the idea of telling the truth. Oh. Yeah. Have we failed in the church to tell the truth? And what I mean by that is, <clears throat> people have these. What did you call it? Dream. Oh, like these dream destinies. Dream destinies. Yeah. Like you're all generational talents. Mm. No, you're not. No, you're, you're all. Not. You're all Davids. You're all meant for something <laughs> yes. big and Joseph, great. And you're so, Esther. Right. Yeah. Well, like from you, the from the pit to the palace. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So have oh. we created a have we created a culture of of this in the church to try to inspire, to try to yes. motivate, to try it, with all probability of being um, yeah, good positive and good intentions. Mm-hmm. But what we've done is set people up for later on in life where they you know we have all these ladies and these men in our church who are now struggling with like what the heck am I doing. Uh, what when did when did I get to this daily grind? Like I just go to work every day. I come home and I try to survive my kids. That's the entirety of the deconstruction movement, right? Right. Now. Yeah, exactly. Like that's literally it's all evangelical kids that grew up in the '90s that were told if you don't have sex before you're married and you wait for your husband or your wife, <laughs> jelly beans will come out from underneath the bed. <laughs> there will be angelic visitations of cupids. Stabbing you with a ton of like arrow, like so I must be with the wrong person. Your whole life is going to be so blessed because you waited, like, like, and and then they they get to being young adults. Life kicks them in the face a few times, and then they're like, "I did everything right." Remember our friend? One of our friends said this: your whole time as a youth. And young adults, you're told sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad. Don't look, don't touch, don't do all those things. And then you get married and you're supposed to instantly that yeah. night turn it on and become some kind of like guru in the bedroom at the young age oh, of 20. Rico, and the, suave. Yeah, like in there's all kinds of things like that. Yeah. Like, oh, if you if you invest your time at the church, God is going to bless you right. with either you know the right job or you know all all those things. Right. And then people do that for years and years and years. They're told all of these things, and all of a sudden they find out actually that's not how God works. Right. And yeah. so we get back to then we're all going through this deconstruction mm-hmm. to an extent. Yes. We're all struggling. Not all of us, but we all struggle to some degree. We're wrestling. And we, we're all, the young and the yeah. restless is what we are. Mm-hmm. And um, we are. And reformed. And reformed, young, restless, and reformed. <laughs> I'm getting and, there. And um, Tulip. We have, <laughs> we have <laughs> this scripture that comes back to us in Matthew. Yeah, 11. And says. Oh, pastor. You're, 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 you're weary. You're yeah. tired. And there's rest in me. Yeah. So I'm here. Yeah. I'm waiting. Whenever you're ready, I'll make your burden light. Light. Here, when we talked about that on Sunday, though, here, here's what I thought. I didn't say it because people were having a good conversation. But I thought, you know, people are tired and they are stressed out. Because were we supposed to do any of this? Wow, that's a whole other... Right, like, yeah. were we supposed to work for eight hours a day at jobs that you hate? Like, were you suppo- Like, were we supposed to? We were meant to and then, live for so much more. Have we lost ourselves? I couldn't remember what the tag got slow, but, <laughs> but I was we like, lost what is it? Our... What is it? What is it? It's my turn. No. Okay, I got it, but it was late. Sorry. You want to try like, again? Or? No. But, but when, I, when I thought about that, 
on Sunday, I was like, well, no wonder people are exhausted. Yeah. They're doing things that they don't want to do, but they feel like they have to do. Yeah. That's why I say I don't commit to those things anymore. I have a few things that I feel like I'm meant to do and that I can yeah. focus my attention on. So I know now at the age of 38 to just say no, because I'm going to hate myself either, or I'm going to let somebody down because I'm going to come back and say no after yeah. I said yes. It's all, yeah, all those mm. things, because I am not built to do more than a couple of things. I like the kids asked me the other day, like, what do you want written on your tombstone? It was kind of was weird to ask me, but mm. I, that's okay. Um, and I and I said honestly, I just on my tombstone, I just want he loved God and he loved people. That's good. Like, what does it matter if ever like if ever I get put into some immortalized thing, right? Oh, he was X. Like, do you remember so and so? He was right. right. I put in a book or in a history thing or whatever. In a book. Like at, at the end of the day, for me, the biggest win would be. Do my kids still love me when I'm dying on my deathbed? Will they tell stories to my grandkids and to my great grandkids about, you know, Pappy? That's what I'm going to be called when I'm a grand. <laughs> Big Pappy. Pappy. Oh, Pappy. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like to me, yeah. that's the thing. Like, even the other day, we were we were talking about your dad. Yeah. And we were telling stories about his craziness. Like, you yeah. put on your glasses, like, oh my gosh, that's right. But, like, I don't have a bad. I don't have a bad memory about your dad. Right. He wasn't even my dad. Right. Mm-hmm. But but I know like he loved the Lord. I like I don't ever think about all the accolades that were behind it. Yeah, yeah. I just think about Rick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good that's a good thought. Like what do you want on your your tombstone? You know what I want on my Boy. tombstone? Bye. Bye.